Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait or travel abroad. Receive treatment at Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Belfast or Ballykelly under the Northern Ireland Planned Healthcare Scheme at potentially no cost. Why wait? Text hello to 51777 or visit kingsbridgeprivatehospital.com for further information. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. Good evening and welcome to Country Life here on Midlands 103. It's MJ Cleary with you for the next hour. Bring you the latest from the Midlands and further afield from the worlds of food, farming and agribusiness. Now, thank you all for joining me. And finally, I can say to you what a lovely few days. We're having some much needed heat the last couple of days. And isn't it fantastic for mind body and soul. We're looking good for the rest of the week, thankfully. The weekend looks marginally set to change, but hopefully that alters over the next few days. Now, this Sunday sees the biggest day of the show calendar, and it's the annual Tullamore show taking place here in County Offaly. It's the biggest day in the farming calendar in the Midlands, and we have a Tullamore show-themed programme for you this evening. Lots and lots of show content over the course of the next hour. Some of the things we're going to be covering here on the programme are Lovell Tractors. They have a stand at the show. They are just launched in Ireland and are bringing value to the tractor market here. That's not something you say too often. Prices starting from €33,000 plus VAT for a 75 horsepower model. Yeah, you heard that correct. 33,000 plus VAT for a brand new 75 horsepower model. So the figure of €1,000 per horsepower is almost halved by this model. They're coming in from China and they are certainly changing the game price-wise. Later, I'll be speaking to Paul Mulcahy from the organisation. Sustainability is the word we are constantly hearing here in farming, and the Tullamore Show has taken the bull by the horns with its sustainability village. A lot of stakeholders involved in this, Chagas, Borbia and the Farmer's Journal. Awards will be given on the day to five farmers who are making improvements and farming in a more sustainable way. Adam Woods is involved in this and was out judging these farms over the past few weeks. He'll have all the info on that a little bit later here on the programme. Another section at the show this year is the Forest and Energy Village with over 20 stands. It's another area that is hugely topical. Liam Kelly from Chagas will join me later to speak about the stands. With renewable energy being the big talking point at the moment, there's going to be lots on offer for people there. And as I said, more on that later on. AIB have a stand at the show and their head of Agri, Donald Welton, will join me to chat about rising interest rates and on the point of renewable energy, they have a specific product called the Energy Efficiency Loan Scheme. It's aimed at farmers investing in that area. It's an unsecured loan, currently has an interest rate of roughly around 5%. Of course, that is variable, it's subject to change and that's something I'm going to be asking Donald about as well. If you are borrowing today from the likes of AIB, Where could that interest rate be in a couple of years' time? Now, as always, text to show with your comments, thoughts or questions to 083 3010 I will be giving away two tickets for the Tullamore show this evening here on the programme. And you're going to have to listen carefully because we're going to have a question. And that question is going to be based on our first interviews of the evening. And we have two men heavily involved with the show who have joined me in studio here. That's Joe Malloy, chairman, and Kayla McNamara, who is involved in the pedigree cattle side of things. Uh, folks, many thanks for popping in to me this evening. Thanks, MJ. Thanks, MJ. 
Uh, Joe, we will kick off with yourself, your chairperson of the Tullamore Show. Busy, busy, busy man this week. And uh, your offices are just across the road. I know you have a show meeting this evening, so it ties in well. And it's a huge event. At this stage, it rivals the Ploughing Championship. There's no question about it. It's a massive, massive event for not only the Midlands, but for people in agriculture in the whole country. Let's rewind a little bit, Joe, and let's talk about the history of the show. When was the first one? Uh, the show started was in back in ninety one, up in Arden there now the back of Scally Central. So that was where it all kicked off. It was uh, I suppose uh, a smaller version than it is today. Um but I suppose with the interest that it created year one, it decided to, to relocate to the to uh, Charleville Estate and uh, it went from strength to strength out there. But unfortunately I suppose it went two bad years and, and uh show had to be cancelled it was, it was a rare thing to happen to have to cancel a show on the eve of a, the day but that's the way it went so they decided then to relocate again after that 2009 without the Butterfield Estate there in the Blue Ball and um, it has uh, built immensely there it's it's uh, turned into be a very big one day event so it's uh, that's where we're at with it at the moment. Remarkable trajectory, Joe. Really, nineteen ninety one uh, through to today. Like it's it's not a long time in the course of building something of this scale. And the fact that the livestock has taken on such a, a life of its own, if you will, it's the main livestock show now. That really is tantamount to why it has grown in such a way. Yeah, I suppose it started out as a Telemore show, but. Uh, over the years then we, we had title sponsors and, and presently we have FBD which without a title sponsor I suppose and the size of the event we're running it's, it's vitally important to have those plus all the extra sponsors we have sponsoring different events on the day but uh, no, I said uh, I suppose it, we took on that national livestock element of it and it's, it's, uh, it's brought it on immensely so you know it's And in relation to the in relation to the livestock, uh, Caleb, uh, that's your area. You're involved in the pedigree livestock and there is a lot on offer. Really, it is something that people are going to have to maybe have a little look at this online beforehand and going to pick and choose where they're going to go because if you walk around aimlessly, Caleb, it's unlikely you're going to get to see everything you want to. No, the the, the livestock the livestock side of the Tullamore show is uh, is it's serious. Like It's it's the biggest show in the country. Um Pedigree livestock, um, over up over eight hundred entries, um, across thirteen pedigree breeds. Um, it's a national show for four of the breed societies: the Limousine Society, the Charlie Society, the Cementals, and the Hereford. Um, it's it's massive. One thing we focus on in all the areas, but in in the pedigree side of it, we focus on young handlers. Um, this year we have a qualifier for the Irish Shows Association. Uh, for the intermediate young stock person, so uh, they, there's a good entry into that class for Tullamore. Um, then I suppose the other thing we have there, I suppose on the day will be the ISA four and five star traditional heifer, uh, traditional breeding heifer. Um, that's something that's brought in, I suppose, with the the ISA and the Department of Agriculture, and uh, the the department put the funding up for this. So we're going to have the class, and it has a good entry too in in Tullamore. Um, I suppose that's the pedigree side touched on it's it's look it's something have a look at it online um on show day it's 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 a huge you probably would see all the breeds uh if if you tried but like that have a look online and, and definitely it's definitely worth coming to see and seeing like some people 
you know, they they live and die for for their pedigree cattle, and they're treated, they're treated really, really well, and and how they handle them and how they, they present them, it's 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 serious, like. And Caleb, that's the pedigree side of it, as you said, over seven hundred and fifty entries. But uh, but that's not all. And if we're talking and moving through the classes, say we well, not class, I should say, moving through the different uh, breed varieties, you also have a commercial cattle. There's uh, going to be plenty of those on show also on the day. Yeah. So. Uh the commercial classes, the commercial classes, there's over 365 entries into the commercial classes. Um, I suppose what, what, are, commercial, what are commercial cattle for, for the listeners that, that don't know about stock will say commercial cattle are, they're not purebred, they're a cross between maybe a Charlie and a limousine or a Charlie and a Belgian blue or a Belgian blue and a blonde. And uh, that's uh, that's what they, them cattle are. They're, they're serious cattle, muscle cattle, um, you know, from from hit touching serious weights as well uh the commercial cattle are in between two rings there's two commercial rings on the day and uh there's there's loads loads like the the top commercial cattle in the country will will be in Tullamore that day and you have something interesting in the commercial cattle this year and that's your blonde calf extravaganza first year it is Callum. yeah the first year the blonde calf extravaganza um that's in kind of partnership with the show and the blonde uh, the blonde society um, the Blonde Society are are doing their doing great work trying to promote their own breed, um, and they've put a there's a prize fund there two thousand euro for the Blonde Calf Extravaganza, so it'll be it'll be lovely, and they're uh, should I say commercial commercial Blonde Calves, so it'll be it'll be great to see them on the day and see the see them presented, and uh, like it's always great to see these say smaller breed societies you know trying to trying to come up uh, come up with new ideas to get people into the into their way of breeding and their way of thinking, you know. Yeah, and as you say about smaller breed societies, we move over into the dairy, then we have areas of dairy that we wouldn't see as mainstream uh, herds. We have, uh, there's Jersey and there's also quite interestingly Shorthorn. Yeah, so look, the the, the dairy section of the show, there's about 200 dairy dairy animals uh, entered, um, touching off Holstein, Jersey and Dairy Shorthorn. Dairy Shorthorn, I suppose, being maybe, you know, we we seem to forget they're the traditional dairy breed, mm. you know. They're they're what set up the country, uh, years and years ago. Um, the dairy section then is ring. There'll be two rings in the dairy section, and I suppose maybe just to touch off a couple of little things, uh, within the dairy section, uh, they they have one new class this year, which is the highest EBI heifer or cow in milk. Uh, that that's new to the dairy section this year with with uh, quite strong entries into it. And uh, then I suppose the two main classes in the dairy uh, section would be the senior cow in milk and that class has a price fund of two and a half thousand and uh, the heifer in milk, which has a, a price fund of two and a half thousand as well. So it's it's quite a substantial amount of money. Uh, but to see how these see how these cows and heifers are presented on the day is, is they're just they're, they're really well done yeah as you say it comes the last the, the last word really we move over to sheep and a huge number of sheep as well on the day and a huge number of breeds yeah yeah so I suppose I, I kind of just look up at the sheep on the hill in Tullamore and stand back Peter O'Donoghue uh, who we, we just uh, I suppose we'll wish him all the best there at the moment he's he's kind of out of action uh, but Peter puts unreal work into the sheep section and uh, there, there's 950 entries into the sheep section 18 breeds six show rings and uh, they've a couple of new breeds this year the Lanarks and uh, 
the swale dales and uh, they're in this year and there's a sheep trade stand a sheep trade stand area and I suppose that's thing all things sheep related and uh, it's it's a huge it's it's a huge amount of sheep probably the highest number of sheep that have ever been entered into Tullamore Huge head of stock altogether, Kellum. Just the, the logistics and the organisation alone, getting all these cattle in, keeping them safe, minding them, getting them from A to B, getting them back into trailers, parking, jeeps, everything. Thinking about it would give you a sore head. The actual logistical operations of it, it must be really, really challenging to get all this right. So there's there's weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks in planning. We're, we'll be talking about it from, you know, from... February time onwards, we're talking about the show and, you know, things to be improved or how things work. But look, in essence, everyone, everyone's a volunteer. Um, there, there are some great people there, you know, that help with the planning, that will turn up on the morning, will direct traffic, will park cars, will unload stock. Um, I suppose, to, you know, J- John Keena, who's the vice chair, he, he has a great team with him. And uh, they get the unloading area working. And uh, I suppose then we can talk about logistics, but uh, the the show and, and especially the cattle side of the field, we'll call it, um, the show secretary, Chelsea, does what work that girl does is un, unreal. Like any questions that I'd have or any of the, the heads of section would have, Chelsea will have the answers, you know, she she's for... She's a serious girl. She's a it's, serious girl. It's, as you say, uh, Kellum, a, a massive amount of people power. No question about it. Joe, I'm going to pop back over to you for a second. Look, the, the show has, people will be familiar with all the traditional elements of the show, bakery and uh, poultry and all the different uh, dogs and whatnot there is down through it all. But you have a, a couple of different things this year. One thing that caught my eye, and I think it's a very interesting one, is you have hot air balloons. Not something we would always accompany with uh, an animal show. No, they, they actually got to come on board there this year, so we said yes. So they want to come in to do demos, and they're, uh, we allocated them an area there, so they're away from the livestock, so they shouldn't create any problems. So. And these, Joe, are your normal full-size uh, hot air balloons with the baskets. They're not the smaller versions. They're, they're the actual no, real deal. Full, full, yeah, full air. So they should, should create a lot of interest there. And just from a, a numbers perspective, Joe, I know there's often a, a figure put out there about Tullamore Show. You always you kind of hope for in around about 50,000 people. Uh, it's, it is a massive amount of people and you have people coming from all over the country. Is there more of an influx from certain areas or is it generally all around Ireland? It was never measured, I suppose, in the sense of where they're coming from, but we'd always find in, in the car parks, we'd say the, the green and the red, as we call it, the red one covers the southern traffic, so that's always quite strong. And and the other one, then, the, the green one covers the kind of the eastern side. So um, I were four car parks, so the, the service to say well. And, uh, you know, the, I'd say that's, I don't know where that all come from, but on the day, it's massive, the amount of people that appear, so... And an important one, uh, Joe, is we know the Ploughing Championships have gone completely online with their tickets. Now, tickets for yourselves are available online, but you are accepting card and cash on the day so people can walk up, buy a ticket and walk in. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose you mentioned first uh, the online. I suppose it's, it's a good way to purchase online and skip the queue, which is a great, mm-hmm. a great motive. But even there on the day when people just come and decide that there's a bit of a queue to go even and buy them buy them on their online straight away and just walk in. So I suppose online is good, but there's still people like to use a bit of cash when they're out on the day for 
you know, they're, they're using their car maybe all the week and it's a, a social event they're coming to and, and uh, they like to opt for the cash. Absolutely, you're, you're giving people the options. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm going to say many thanks. Look, we've a great rundown there. Uh, as I said, I'm going to be talking about Tullamore Show all evening here on the programme with the next uh, people who are coming on. We have uh, forestry events and we have AIB towards the end. We also have uh, Adam Woods talking about sustainability. So it's a Tullamore Show all evening for us here. But uh, we're going to let you get back to the drawing board. Not the drawing board at this stage. Uh, the drawing is done. We're going to let, let, let you get back to uh, to the work, uh, Caleb and Joe. We're going to say many thanks for joining us. Wish you all the best with the with the show on Sunday, and uh, fingers crossed for the weather. I am, Joe. Thank you. Thanks for now. We're going to go to a break, and after I'm going to be speaking to Adam Woods, who is involved in the sustainability section, and Liam Kelly from Chagas is involved in the forest and energy section. So stay tuned. We'll be back with you in a couple of moments. Country life on Midlands 103, brought to you by W Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore, supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie and you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. I am going to be speaking to Adam Woods now in a moment in relation to the sustainability section at the Tullamore Show, which is taking place this Sunday. Uh, Adam, you're involved in lots of different areas. Uh, I don't know how you have time for it all, but uh, look, it's the it's the buzzword now, Adam, but it's taken up a big, big chunk of the show this year. It is. There's a massive marquee, MJ, right when you come in that gate. Um, it, it, there are a number of stakeholders involved, ICBF, Chagas, Bobia, MIID, AHI, the Farmers Journal. Uh, we've all come together. Um, it's a brilliant competition. We've been, I've been judging farms over the last three or four weeks around the country from Donegal to Cork, um, visiting these farms and seeing what practices that they're putting in place on their farm. Um, and they're all normal farmers. Like None of these are show farms or, or, or you know research farms. They're all normal farmers doing a normal uh, day-to-day job of farming, but they're implementing sustainability practices, and that's the story we want to tell uh, on the day around, well, we all have a duty to, to meet our climate change targets um, by 2030, um, and all these farms are doing little things. Um, and I suppose it's the cumulative of, of all those little things. Then thousands of farmers do it. We can we can maybe hit that target in in 2030. So they'll all be there. They'll be profiled, and farmers can go in and talk to them around what sort of practices they're doing on the farm. It's all simple stuff. Like it's it's two year old carbon. Like Chavez say that. 120 euros um, of a saving uh, between calf and a half for 24 months versus 36 months is an 8% reduction in emissions in that case. Um, a CBV values, ICBF will be there talking about those and there's 140 euros of, of, of gain from, from having a CBV, five-star CBV versus a one-star CBV. There's also genetic, we'll say, gains there and emission reductions by, by using ICBV calves. So it's all those little things, less Story spreading, protected urea, biodiversity on farms, the space for nature on every farm. We, we have that up there. So it's, it's a really positive story. I suppose when you lift a paper or you turn on the television, you think possibly farming's at fault here and farming isn't doing their bit. But I guarantee if you go into the sustainability village at the livestock show on Sunday, speak to these farmers, you'll get a good idea of all the work and all the positive work that's going on um, on these farms. And Adam, the important thing, I suppose, look, we're talking about sustainability, we're talking about people trying to farm more consciously with the environment. Uh, the big one is to be able to do this, but also be able to make some money and make a, make a living at it. Um, when you're judging the farms and when you're out looking at these farmers, because there are going to be some uh, awards, I believe, on Sunday, you're giving out five awards to different farmers who have ticked the box with sustainability. Uh, can they can they marry the boat? Is it possible for um, the sustainability to be box ticked and then profitability also to be box ticked? 
Yeah, I think it is. And look, I'll give you a few examples there around some of the things. It, 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 it's a win-win because on some of the things that we're reducing emissions with, it's actually good farming practice and it's actually profitable to do that, um, i.e. the two-year-old cabin and i.e. maybe less slurry spread and another bit of an extra cost there. But in terms of increased nitrogen and reduction in chemical fertilizer coming onto the farm by using your, your trail and shoe or your or your dribble bar, um, that's again, it's a win-win for the environment and it's a win-win for profit on the farm. So it definitely can be married together. And, and I'd urge your listeners to, to go into the, it's, it's, as I said, it's a huge marquee with cattle at the back of it. ICBF are doing a, a little demo on, on, on cattle in terms of some different types of animals on high CBV and low CBV. Uh, but go in and talk to the farmers. Well, the farmers of the attraction here, I know the Minister of Agriculture, Charlie McConnell, will, will open it up at half ten and he's back up in the commercial ring then presenting the awards at half one. But it's the farmers are the key attraction for me within that village because the other people that, that, that people love to talk to around what they're doing on their farm and they walk the walk and they talk the talk and, and it's really important that they get to, to profile their systems on the day. And where are they from, Adam? Are they all over the country or the certain regions? Yeah, all over the country, a range of systems. So we've got sucker to Weanland, sucker to beef, a store to beef, um, uh, lambs and, and or sorry mid-season lambing or, or, or sheep production and then dairy calf to beef production so five main sort of categories that's capturing an awful lot of systems out there and, and all across the country we've Wexford to, to, to Cork back up to Limerick uh, Galway Roscommon Donegal Cavan uh, Mead so, so <laughs> we literally um, hit the country but be a sort of uh, pick these, these farms out in terms of based on the carbon footprint and that was the shortest that we walked off. We visited them all, we sat down with them, we chatted them um, and we've come up with five winners now for Sunday that are going to be announced on Sunday. And look, they're, they're really important people in terms of leaders, um, in terms of making changes on their farm and, 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 and other farmers then having the confidence to make the same changes um, that these farmers are making. And, and as I said, it's a really positive story because you're seeing all these little changes that have been made on farms. People think that or farmers are, are climate change deniers maybe and they don't want to do changes but all these farms that we visited are all doing little little changes on the, on, the, on their farms. And Adam, just lastly before you go, the Farmers Journal have a big stand as well at the Tullamore Show Sunday, no doubt looking forward to people coming in and having a chat. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's, it's always a really good day for meeting farmers. Um, it's, it's, there's thousands of farmers coming to the stand on the day. We're, we're having some live demos as well ourselves at half 11, half 12, half 1 and half 2. Um, where Jack Kennedy will anchor to sort of a live tech talk, um, where where people will, oh sorry, Jack will ask all the sector editors uh, questions, beef, dairy, sheep, um, and tillage and 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 agribusiness. So we'll have a good chat there for an hour, and definitely uh, anybody calls in, um, come up and and maybe ask lots of questions on the stand and, and come in and have a chat. Lovely stuff. Uh, many thanks, Adam, and we will uh, no doubt uh, be speaking to you maybe at the show on Sunday. And if people see you, they can go up and, and talk to you. Uh, always very affable, I have to say, Adam, when you're out and about with, uh, with farmers. You're mad to hear what guys on the ground are doing. So I'm sure you're looking forward to speaking to people as well. Absolutely. I'm looking at, as I said, it's a really positive day for agriculture, a positive day for farming. And it's great to hear issues on the ground. And yeah, if, if people are there, um, definitely come in for the chat and, and, and we'll have that on the day. Lovely stuff. Thanks, Adam. Uh, Adam Woods there from the Farmer's Journal. As Adam said, the journal have talks there throughout the morning and also then the sustainability section, what Adam was involved with, those farmers are there and they're showing how they have changed their system around uh, to farm in a more environmentally friendly manner while still maintaining decent stocking rates and maintaining profitability. Now, I did say to you at the start of the programme, I'm going to have two tickets to give away for the Tullamore Show. Were you listening, is what I'm going to ask, to 
Joe Malloy when he started talking earlier on. Joe is the chairperson of the Tullamore show. And the question for the two tickets is, in what year was the first Tullamore show? And I want you to text the answer your name, your address and your email address, please, because that's the way you're going to get these tickets. I have them here on an email. I'm going to pop them to the winner at the end of the hour. So in what year was the first Tullamore show? And we're 083 30 10 103. Uh, pop me a text with, as I said, the answer, your name, your address and your email address. And I'll pick a winner at the end of the hour. Now, moving across to the forest and energy section. And Liam Kelly from Chagas joins me. Liam, many thanks for taking my call this evening. Yeah, thank, thank you, Andrew. Uh, Liam, again, busy man over the course of the last couple of weeks. Like anyone I'm speaking to this evening, the run-up to the Tullamore show when you're involved in organising is always hectic, uh, especially for yourself. You're involved in forestry and energy and you have almost 20 trade stands in this area. Uh, so it's going to be a day where people can find out lots and lots of info about those areas. Yeah, de- um, we've been involved with the show since 2005 where we had a, a ded- we've had a dedicated forestry and energy section and uh, this year we're on roads uh, WNX, and uh, we have um, in total we have 24 trade spaces, um, and about 20 companies involved. Uh, some have taken two or three spaces, so um, it, it promises to be uh, um, um, a nice area with uh, plenty to see, uh, especially in relation to forestry and also to the various different types of energy. For the forestry, say we just take forestry for a second, uh, Liam, the type of companies, the type of people you have there, is it for everybody and anyone, for people who know absolutely zero about forestry, right up to people with established forests? Yeah, there's, there's a range of forestry this year um, from people that are, from companies involved in the uh, planting and management of, of their young forests, but also even more so even in the harvesting end this year, where the number of new companies that are involved uh, have come in, especially in the, from the sawmill end of it. So the... You know, forests, especially in the private sector, have begun to mature. So a lot of timber is actually coming on stream. And uh, so some of the companies are there this year to to try and uh, find, um, I suppose, new new clients that that they can offer to, to buy some of the timber from. The energy side of things, Liam, is a huge area at the moment between uh, solar, renewables, all these different areas, different TAMS options as well for people. Uh, it's something that uh, people on the ground are really, really interested in and uh, no doubt lots of available information as well in that area. Yeah, there's a big range this year, you know, from uh, people with uh, different companies that sell maybe boilers, uh, solar energy, as you say, and also even um, the use of maybe vegetable oil as an alternative fuel as well. Um, in, in vehicles so there's, there's plenty of to see and plenty of technologies there's new technologies coming along the stream all the time so you know if people just come along just to see or even to pick up more information in relation to these technologies there's plenty there to see on the, on the day uh, Before you go Liam I had Jason Fleming from the IFA on last week the forestry chair and he was speaking about the new forestry scheme we've been waiting for this scheme to, to launch officially I suppose really since the start of the year uh, we got some of it last week. Can you just explain what exactly occurred last week with this forestry scheme yeah, and where the, we are the, with it? Yeah, for in relation to afforestation, which is the planting of new land, um, we, we, we were told the rates maybe this time, uh, sorry, last November or so, that uh, the new rates for the new programme, which was 20, from 23 to 27. Um, there were some delays along the year. The European Commission had to uh, um, give give their uh, approval on the, on the scheme. So last week, um, they actually... Um, uh, released a press release um, to say that the, 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 the European Commission had approved the deforestation measures uh, for the new forestry programme. And uh, so from next month on, it is hoped that um, any applicant 
that's thinking of uh, planting um, has to prepare an application and they can be submitted. Up to now, we weren't able to submit any new applications. There's been plenty of interest in the scheme all year, um, but um, the scheme wasn't open to accept any applications. So it is hoped that uh, sometime early next month that the, the scheme will be open for new applications. There's no other elements of the scheme to come in yet, uh, of the programme. They're not in place yet, and it is also hoped that they will come into play over the next uh, few weeks. Yeah, good. So we're, we're getting there. We're making progress. Uh, Lee, many yeah. thanks. Look, uh, you, have a bit, you have a busy day Sunday, and as you said... Yeah, no, just just before I go, just anyone that's interested in forestry to come along our dinner, more, they're all always welcome. So we're on uh, roads uh, X and W. Uh, it's near the yellow car park, so um, we're willing and waiting to see anyone that comes along. Lovely stuff, Liam. Many thanks. Thank you. Uh, Liam Kelly there from Chagas involved in the forestry and the energy section and that's row X and W. And as Liam said quite rightly there, look, there's always, always going to be something you learn when you go and you talk to people at these uh, trade stands. They really, they know their their area very, very, very well. And even if you are only tyre kicking or you might be thinking about something like that, we are getting closer to that forestry scheme, the new one. There are some very good rates there for afforestation, as Liam said, for planting new land. And they're the areas, I suppose, you need to go up and you need to chat to people about who know what they're talking about. As I said at the start of uh, that interview, two tickets giveaway for Tullamore Show. And the question you have to answer is, in what year was the first Tullamore Show? Joe Malloy, chairperson, said it here at the start of the programme. So please text me your name, your address and your email address along with the answer. And I'll pick a winner at the end of the hour. After the break, we're going to be talking about great value tractors. There's something you don't hear too often. Brand new tractor for 33,000 plus watt for a 75 horsepower tractor. They're called Lovell tractors. And Paul Mulcahy is going to be telling me all about them. They have a stand at the show this Sunday also. So stay tuned. Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait or travel abroad. Receive treatment at Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Belfast or Ballykelly under the Northern Ireland Planned Healthcare Scheme at potentially no cost. Why wait? Text hello to 51777 or visit kingsbridgeprivatehospital.com for further information. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore, supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands, WORshow.ie. And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. I'm looking at some of the answers coming in for when was the first Tullamore show, and uh, some people I'm not going to be able to give them full marks because uh, they mustn't have been listening clearly to Joe at the start of the program. I told you to listen, I said that was where the answer was going to come for the uh, raffle uh, so some getting it right some getting it wrong so please uh, stay texting me 083 103 when was the first Tullamore show name address and email address along with your answer and we will reveal the winner at the end of the programme now we have good value tractors as I said uh, Paul Mulcahy is with me as I said Paul just before the break something you don't hear too often good value tractors um, I, I suppose, yeah, yeah. You'd have to go back maybe a little bit in time. They, they, they seem to have reached an outrageous price at the moment, yeah. um, or these days. Yeah, no, and absolutely. We're open to maybe provide an alternative. Yeah, yeah. Abso- absolutely, Paul. Uh, we came across. Yeah, I had a list of the different stands at uh, the show, and I was popping down through them yesterday, just looking. I saw the Lovell tractors. I hadn't seen it before, and then coincidentally, you had a write-up in yesterday's Farming Independent, which I actually hadn't seen till I was speaking to you today. And uh, I was chatting to you earlier on today. And I found out a little bit about them. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the background of this business and these tractors, please, Paul? Yes, yes. Um, Lovell tractors, uh, they're 
they're a huge company. They're producing 80,000 tractors a year. Um, they're, they have 13,000 employees working for them, and they're backed by the, the Chinese government that are coming from China. Um, look like everything else, like this iPhone that I'm talking, talking to you from. Um, the company is a huge conglomerate. It makes a range of construction machinery, harvesting machinery, and even right into boating and yachts and that kind of stuff. Uh, while, so while listeners may not be familiar and wouldn't be familiar with the name Lovell, um, because we've only had him in the country at five weeks, our first consignment, we, we got the, what you might call the compact tractors. We got the 25 and the 40 horsepower tractors. And only 10 days ago did we get the 90, the 100 and the 110 horsepower tractors. And it, when they have accompanying loaders for all the range as well. Um, so while you may not be familiar with um, Lovell, uh, at the heart of it is a Deucin engine, so it's a stage five, tier five engine. So fully passed all the EU regulations and all that, fully EU certified. So that's, Deucin will have a reputation for being a, basically a bulletproof engine and very, very reliable, very, uh, very easily maintained and very easily serviced. So that's, that's, a, that's a big plus for us. Um, it would have other features, other, other household names as well, such as it has, but say where the bigger ones would have ECUs, it would be a Bosch ECU. The, the, the tires are Swedish tire Trellbergs. The seats are the German Grammar seats. Um, so a lot of a lot of parts that people will be familiar with, although they may not be familiar with the brand. Uh, it's already worldwide and global. I think it's in over 80 countries. Um, closer to home, it, it, it got into Poland. I suppose the distributor started in Poland just before the pandemic, and they sold 900 of those units last year. Um, we've visited uh, that distributor. I think three times at this stage. Um, he has nine different garages across Poland and he's very, very happy with the product. And he, he was a, 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 a tractor dealer that came from Max Ferguson and Finch and he's very happy with how they're going from. So on that basis then, we were we pursued getting um, Lovell. Uh, was, they were spotted by my partner Donald at Agritechnica at the back end of last year. And we went about getting it. Look, we had competition within Ireland when it came to getting it. But look, we, we were successful in our bid for it. Um, so we're just at the very, very initial stages of it. Uh, Tullamore will be our official launch. And from there, then, we'll be establishing a dealer network around the country. That's north and south of Ireland. And we, we'll be going from there. Yeah, you you, you read my mind there, uh, Paul. I was going to ask you about getting them and actually getting the, the licensing agreement for them and, and being able to distribute them in, in Ireland. And I'm sure you weren't the only ones looking for them. Uh, it really it is, is. going gonna, gonna, to it's gonna change the game. There's no question about it. Um, they look very good, I have to say. I'm just looking at the pictures online of them. Uh, they look solid. Uh, they look well set up. The question is going to be from farmers. They're going to say, OK, why are they... Sp- pretty much, you could say, nearly half the price of, 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 of another tractor. Is there less put into them? Are they going to break down on me? And I'm not saying that to you uh, because of uh, trying to ask you an awkward question. It's probably the question that people are, are thinking. So what's the answer to that, Paul? Yeah, no, look, look. I suppose, firstly, look, we, we wouldn't quite be half the price. We'd be a little bit more, right? So mm-hmm. we're saying our 110 horsepower tractor, uh, so we're saying 56,000, that's excluding that. Okay, so now the, the main competitors or other competitors would be coming in at 70 grand starting off and maybe some more mainstream would be going to 90 and maybe above. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'd be, we'd be 55 against 70, maybe 55 against 90 to a more premium brand. That's, you know, I don't want to say yeah. any brand, but you know, people, people would be Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Um, and look, ours in would be a more mechanical tractor than some of those brands that, that, you know, some of the more premium brands. So we would have what you'd call a dry clutch, which would be a mechanical clutch. Um, the other tractors maybe would have a, what they call a wet clutch or a power shuttle. So our, we have a shuttle on the left-hand side, but it's mechanical and it's worked off the clutch. Now, the clutch is light in these tractors, right? Um, so, you, you know, your, just the features can be a little bit different. Our spool valves are all mechanical. Our, our lift and our draft arms are worked off the lever on the right-hand side, same as the traditional tractor. 
Um, our gears, there's no splitters, there's no electronic splitters in the gears. It's just one to six, and then you have high, low, and medium. So you have 18 forward and 18 reverse. Um, so, you know, so like, like there is a general rule of thumb almost in tractors that it's, it's, it's a thousand euro per horsepower. So mm. if you include VAT, that's kind of where you're coming in at. So our 56,000 tractor, including VAT, would be 70,000. Mm. Whereas a more premium one might be coming in at closer to the to the hundred, hundred and ten thousand for a hundred and ten thousand tractor. So we're kind of if you want to look at it in the map, you know, we're kind of seventy percent, maybe seventy five of what a more mainstream brand would be. But I suppose the reason you you'd ask why? Well firstly they're producing at a mass scale. They're producing eighty thousand tractors a year, so they can do it in volume. China is is where production is at its most efficient. And, you know, we're going direct there. Like a lot of the mainstream manufacturers who would get an awful lot of components made in different countries that, you know, maybe the consumer wouldn't be aware of. And that's, there's nothing unusual with that. There's nothing untoward with that. That's just the reality of, of production and manufacturing on a global scale. Mm. Whereas when we're dealing directly with the factory here. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, being, I suppose you have to take into account as well, uh, Paul, labour as well. It's, you know, far cheaper than yeah, the tractor made, yeah, in, yeah. made in Europe. Yeah. And, as look, you've answered the question, you know, the mechanical as opposed to uh, electronic. And a lot of people like the sound of that because they, they feel all the electronics and all the electrics in new tractors just give a lot of trouble and they'd love a lever as opposed to a button. And there's right, an, abs- yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with it. Uh, Paul, as you said, you're launching now at the Tullamore Show. What do you feel is going to be the, the tractor that people are going to want to talk to you about the most? I'm presuming it's kind of your stockman's tractor is what you're going for here. Yeah, correct. Yeah, um, I suppose our... What we have 110, we have 130 due in as well, and she will be more electronic, and she's she's uh, she has the electronics, she has the power shuffle and the split gears and all that. But you know, it's a different type of tractor. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the the 110 would be kind of a go-to for a lot of people. And um, I mean, there's nothing that it couldn't do for your, as you say, your stockman, your your regular farmer, your dairy farmer, where the contractor is doing the heavy lift with be it the pit silage or stacking the, the bales at, at 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 silage time or that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean they they would be the most popular now. In the, in the compacts, we have a uh, we have a forty as well, which is I mean they would do an awful lot of agricultural work. I know it's probably a size that farmers don't associate with with, with farming always, but I mean forty horsepower. She's a three cylinder engine. She'd be the equivalent of what was a Max Ferguson one three five, but she has all the luxuries of a full cab four wheel drive, and she's rated to lift twelve hundred kgs on the rear end on the three five linkage. You know, so it would be you know when people see that tractor, they, they quite like it. And, and good value for money. Yeah, I think you're going to be you're going to be a busy man, uh, Paul. No question about it. Uh, people are going to be able to see you at Tullamore Show. Do you know your stand location at the show on Sunday? Yeah, uh, we're in uh, Lost Number Q, and then it's three eight three, I think. Yeah. Three eight three. Anyway, look, it, there'll be signs up, Lovell tractors. If people people want to see you, they can pop up to you. Yeah, gonna... no, we're in, we're in the machinery lot. Yeah, we're bringing four tractors. We're bringing a hundred a hundred with a loader. We're bringing a forty with a loader. We're bringing a twenty five, and we're bringing a hundred and ten. So we're, it's the first time we've had the big tractors at any show. So we're, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, and look, to go, back to, to go back to your question earlier, like why, why does our product come in you know, cheaper than others? I would compare, look, if you look at Kia when they entered the market maybe 15 years ago, if you look at Dacia, you know, when they entered, you know, that kind of thing, Skoda, mm-hmm. you know, there's always good value alternatives coming along. Yeah. You know, and, and, and once people get to see them and, 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 and touch them and feel them, and, and, and very easy to operate as well. I think that's another thing that people will like. They're not complicated. You know, they're very straightforward, and as, as someone said, you can put anyone driving them. You know, so yeah. Well, um, people, people, people can, we, yeah, people, people can sit up on them firsthand and get a feel for them on yeah. Sunday. I'm going to say many thanks for joining me, Paul. No doubt we'll be speaking to you again on the program when Lovell um, starts yeah, spreading, anytime, spreading, anytime. spreading yeah. out throughout Ireland. And uh, many yeah, thanks for talking to me. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
Paul Mulcahy there from Lovell Tractors and they have as I said stand at Tullamore Show this Sunday and a price point just ver- just very hard to beat a 33 grand plus VAT for a 75 horsepower tractor so go have a look see what you think and uh, obviously make your own decision on these things now coming up after the break we're going to be speaking about finance and we have Donald Welton he is the head of AIB Agri they have a tent at the show on Sunday also we're going to be talking about challenging times for agriculture in 2023 inflation and indeed interest rates so stay tuned for that Country Life on Midlands 103 brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands worshaw.ie and you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103 now we're moving on to the area of finance and agri-finance at that at Donald Welton on the line from AIB Agri Donald many thanks for taking my call this evening Hi uh, PJ RNJ and thanks very much for having me on uh, you're more than welcome, uh, Donald. Look, you have a stand at the Tullamore Show this week, uh, this weekend coming up on Sunday. No more than all of our guests this evening. We have a, a Tullamore Show themed event, uh, themed sh- programme, I should say, this evening. And it's a it's a topical time for yourself, Donald. 2023 is, it's going to be challenging. I don't like using the word challenging. We, we use it a lot and we hear it a lot in agriculture. But um, look, inflation is still there. Interest rates are going in a different direction. What's the word on the ground, Donald, when you're talking to your customers? Yeah, uh, MJ, there's no doubt that uh, 2023 is um, a challenging year in the agri-sector, I suppose, when we think back to 2022 and even this time last year, that there was still a bit of nervousness and uncertainty in this sector with regard to the impact of the Ukraine conflict. But as the year progressed and we moved in throughout the third quarter and the fourth quarter of 2022 with output prices recovering and farmers confidence uh, definitely recovered and we saw maybe at the end of the year um, some strong relatively strong family farm incomes across all sectors with the exception of course of the pig sector unfortunately that started to recover in the second quarter or the fourth quarter of last year and that recovery in the pig sector has continued into the first half of 2023. However I suppose for the other sectors in 2023 there is a little bit more uncertainty again in this year obviously the weather has played a part um, very unseasonal weather obviously uh, February was quite good but then we had record uh, rainfall in March and then follow up again in, in the month just gone in July and that's impacting in across all se- all sectors and uh, also I suppose as you touched on there uh, in J, the increasing interest rate environment is impacting um, farmers decisions and also there's other things happening on farm that's uh, more topical also and, and top of mind such as uh, changing regulations and the impact of changing regulations particularly in the dairy sector again with the impact of co-banding uh, in the nitrates directive and maybe the potential reduction in the derogation uh, for 2024 um, and also I suppose there's other new terminology too that farmers are trying to get their head around in the first half of 2023 particularly in the relation of the change in the common agricultural policy where new terms now are becoming more uh, more commonplace and farmers again trying to get up to speed and understand what BIS and what CRIS and eco-schemes and convergence and front-loading and acres all these new acumens and our new technology our new terminology that farmers um, are trying to get up to speed so very much a lot happening uh, in the first half of 2023. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Donald, a full-time job trying to keep on top of it all sometimes. With uh, interest rates, Donald, that's really what people are in- interested in, especially farmers who have uh, variable loans, maybe on sheds or whatnot over the last couple of years. Have we seen the end of in- interest rates increasing? Do you think it's levelled off or could we see some more uh, towards the end of the year? 
It's a very good question, uh, MJ. Obviously, over the last 12 to 18 months, we've seen a significant increase in the uh, Euroiber rate, obviously, coming from historic lows where they actually were negative 18 months ago. We see now the uh, three-month Euroiber uh, rate today at 375 or 3.75. And I noticed, sorry, note in the latest update from the ECB that they haven't ruled out further interest rate increases between now and the end of the year. Obviously, their main aim is trying to get inflation under control and while inflation peaked in Ireland around this, this time last year or June, July last year at 9.7% and we're back to maybe 55 5.7% currently, it's still remaining sticky high um, and uh, the ECB aren't um, ruling out further uh, interest rate increases to get that inflation under control. That being said, given where interest rates are now, at, as I say, the floating rate at 375 compared to where they were at 12 or 18 months, you would hope that we're getting close or very close to the top of the interest rate cycle. Uh, for loans, if a farmer goes in on Sunday, Donald, and starts talking to one of the AIB team and asks about a loan for um, maybe solar panels or whatnot, what, uh, what package can you offer them now? Yeah, and like to be fair, like as we we have a team of eleven agri advisors regionally based right around the country who are meeting farmers on a day to day basis, and one of the areas that's coming up for conversation a lot in our discussions with farmers is the whole area of solar PV and to incentivising farmers to con- to put solar PV on their agricultural uh, build- buildings, and um, to support uh, that investment or to incentivise that investment uh, on our side. We recently partnered with the um, SBCI to bring um, uh, energy efficiency loan scheme uh, to the marketplace, which is ideally placed to facilitate this investment. Maybe if I could just outline some of the features of the energy efficiency. You have, four, uh, you have four, 45 seconds though, Donald. <laughs> Minimum amount of ten thousand up to a maximum of one hundred and fifty thousand. Terms of up to ten years, and the interest rate on that today, uh, MJ, is four point nine five percent. So, when a farmer is thinking about a solar uh, PV investment, I think that's really in the sweet spot, or that product is really in the sweet spot for that sort of an investment. Donald, I'm going to say many thanks. Great rundown there, and as you say, your team is available to speak to people on Sunday. Thanks for joining me on the program. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much, MJ. Uh, Donald Welton there from AIB and uh, as Donald said there are people available to speak to on Sunday at the AIB tent. Of course that rate at the moment the 4.95 is a variable rate and it is subject to change Uh, so negotiate 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 when you are borrowing because if you want to try and get a fixed rate obviously it's going to be higher but it's open to negotiation but that's a variable rate just uh, to be clear on that that is it for this evening's programme let me announce the winner of the two tickets for the Tullamore show which are taking place this Sunday and it is uh, Ronan Phelan from Boris in Austria and the answer is 1991 is when the first Tullamore show was so well done Ronan they, those tickets will be emailed to you and enjoy the day hopefully the rain holds off and for all of you going to the Tullamore show I'm going to be at it myself I'm in one of the dairy tents the one with the jersey and the shorthorns and I'm going to be presenting that for the morning so by all means pop up and say hello to me if you are there uh, I won't be around for the next couple of weeks taking a couple of weeks off so I may see you on Sunday if not I'll be back towards the end of the month show is repeated on Sunday morning at 7am until 8am just before the Tullamore show you can get us wherever you get your podcast type in MJ space Cleary and we'll pop up and we'll see you in a few weeks good night and God bless Country Life on Midlands 103 brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands W. Orshaw.ie